Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. <laughs> On Radio TFI. It's that time again, folks. Hi there. Hey, you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and also on SoundCloud for this Saturday, December 21st of 2019 in the year of our Lord. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And as always, from, you know, I just about said Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> from Queens, New York City, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. It's a beautiful day. I am back in Queens after spending some time this week in the original command center, just going down there just to check on things. You know, the, 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 the base of the operation still resides down there. But it's just it, it, it's just the core. Good Did morning, you have all. to spout out the uh, cobwebs there out of the building? Well, we have people for that. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure they're working. We have people for that, too, to make sure well, that, okay. that our people are working. There you go. So you've uh, you had like you were alluding to had kind of an interesting week this week. I had a full week. I had a full week. I uh, I flew down to fabulous Fort Lauderdale this week to uh, retrieve what's left of my belongings, which had been sitting in storage since uh, since the big move back in uh, February, January, February. So I flew down JetBlue. Wonderful flight, by the way. Uh, nice seats. I haven't flown JetBlue in a while. It's, they've really upgraded. Nice, comfortable seats. Even without sitting in an exit row, I, I did have ample room, which is unusual. So I was, I'm was, i very glad I, I chose JetBlue. JetBlue, because Ed says so. Uh, we picked up a rental car and uh, spent a couple of days. Uh, Monday night, got to see uh, Steve Perry of, of the Steve and uh, Sam show. And also, um, Mike King. We all three had dinner together. It was a great night. Mike looks, Mike looks great. Uh, he's, he's had some health issues lately, but he's looking fantastic. Uh, it was a good night uh, with them. Tuesday was more about taking care of some, uh, tying up some old loose ends for me. Uh, Wednesday was uh, loading up the, the truck and, and filling it up with what's left basically it was my bedroom and living room furniture that the bedroom set uh i've had for over 30 years and it's not about what it would cost to replace it i could replace it i just wanted that and there were uh, there's other minor things in there I, I spent a good deal of money to get stuff that dollar wise it you know 
it's not worth it, if you will, but it's worth it to me. So we, uh, we loaded up the truck. Actually, we didn't load up the truck because I knew the truck was going to be too big. I got a small 16 foot box truck. It was the smallest they had with, uh, excuse me, with a ramp. So I got everything in there, loaded it all, strapped it all down. I don't think I filled a third of the truck and, uh, two days of driving, which was a, a trip on it. We'll talk about that a little bit more in detail. Uh, got back here about 6 PM last night, totally exhausted, completely and totally exhausted. And, uh, I managed to whip up a little dinner by eight o'clock. I was out like a light slept about 12 hours and woke up oh maybe an hour ago kids and kittens it's uh but it was nice man it was warm it was 81 degrees when i got down there on monday good gravy i got to wear shorts this week shorts it was fabulous <laughs> i walked around for days in shorts and a short sleeve shirt just like i did for 30 some odd years it was fabulous i bet you missed that i did it felt it was funny because I, I've done the thing now that people do. I got off the plane and I was like, oh my goodness, it's so humid for the for the middle of December. And everybody's telling me, no, no, it feels great. I've acclimated to being up here with the drier, cooler, colder air. Mm. So now I got off the plane, it was just like, blah, everything. You know, I used to skip through this stuff. So just how it, to show you how, how that changes. By the way, I, I want to issue a real quick apology to our our listeners here on the Radio TFI app who missed uh, a good deal there of Mr. Ed Van Ness's uh, uh, description of what happened. Oh, you'll still be able to catch it on SoundCloud. Don't, don't get upset. No, I had to, uh, unfortunately, in my settings, uh, my setting was turned to the wrong uh, whatever, behind the curtains. It's fixed now. Everything is working beautifully. My apologies, sir. That was a beautiful rant, man. Yeah, thank you. But it no, is not fixed. you, me. Simple. Not not you, me. You ruined it for oh, the people. I'm sorry, man. Damn. Man, man I, I, I got this whole beautiful thing going about my week. And... All right, fine. Fine. Well... Like, like I said, I here we go. Once again, folks, hashtag Big Time Professional Radio. That's us. Yeah, you us. bet. So, for me, oh, geez, not, uh, not a, a very eventful week uh, other than the fact I had a couple trainees. Boy, I tell you, I hate to say it, but I really make bank on, on that. Hey, I think John. I, I, hey, John, let uh, me ask you a question. Uh, any uh, new toys this week? Oh, you want, you want me? You Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got my Christmas present early here yeah, from uh, from Ed. And I wish, you know how I've, on a couple of times I've actually sent a picture of the, uh, the Egan Command Center here. I didn't, I should have done it, but uh, I've got a brand new, wonderful uh, boom mic that uh ed was so nice to send to me um i absolutely love it i i don't know if it's going to make me sound any better i think that's going to take more than a, a piece of equipment to be honest with you but uh uh i love it 
I really do love it. And uh, thank you again there, sir. That's from the corporation. Oh, you mean that that was from the mouse? That was from the mouse, yes. Oh, well. There was a note that came with it, too. Did you get it? I've, oh, no, I've got it right here. It says, Dear, <laughs> Dear John, you're killing me. What can I say? Actually, it does make you sound better. It can't doesn't make you sound any more coherent, though. And that's, I think, what the phrase you were looking for. Well, this is uh, it's, it's going to take a lot more than a microphone to make me sound Let, more let's, coherent. Let's come clean. A little background here. I had ordered a new microphone. I was looking for a new microphone. Actually, to replace the one I had, I wanted the same exact microphone, but with a USB plug in it. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I went through this nonsense with some people on Amazon. Uh, they sent me the wrong thing and blah. I finally, I finally wound up getting by. I, I bought it with, it was two microphones and the, and the boom arm came with it. So as it turned out, I didn't need it anymore. I never got around to sending it back. So I, uh, I gifted it to John. And so he now has the same exact setup I have. So, so, uh, there you go. Hopefully there's a difference. Hopefully, you know, it, it's just, I fa always found it better to have an articulating arm for the microphone. I know this is very behind the scenes stuff. John's microphone used to sit on his desk right in front of him. See, I can move around at my, I could always move around in my seat and bring the mic with me. John can do the same. Now. Mm -hmm. Not that he's a, a mover like I am, but anyway, that's all behind the scenes and, and, uh, you're welcome, sir. Let's move on. Yes. Yes. Let's move on. Anyways, Excuse me. Um, uh, Ed, just give me just a second here. Would you kind of take the wheel here for just a... Sure. Sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, uh, since I was busy all week, I didn't get a chance to actually delve into the news too much. So, I, I don't have a lot of Uber stuff, but I am going to start with what I find very, very interesting. If this doesn't tell you everything you need to know about our good pals over at the U... Uh, Uber's ex-CEO, Travis Decay, has dumped 90% of his stock in just six weeks. Uh, he sold around $2.5 billion in stock since the lockup expired, since he was able to. Uh, look, if the guy that founded it, if he's running, what does that say for the rest of you uh, bozos? Oh, speaking of, uh, speaking of Uber stock and Lyft stock, uh, Uber closed the week at $30.45. They actually ticked up almost a dollar from last Friday. Meanwhile, Lyft, Lyft managed to pick up, uh, they went from $46.75 to $47.92. So they went over a little bit of a, a, they went up a little bit over a dollar from last week. So there you have it. Maybe people are buying Christmas presents to, uh, you know, it's cheaper than wallpaper, I suppose, to, uh, to, to put up in the, uh, in the bathroom. Um, well, oh, John's back. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm guessing that the day traders are just having uh, just having a hoot here with the way it's. Uh, it looks like it's trending up a little bit more. Uh, I, I I tell you something. That's something I would be afraid as hell to uh, to do, and that's that, that's day trading. I, I that's gambling at its finest there that's just legalized gambling of course the stock market in general pretty much is uh um, it's gambling is, 
Yeah. It's Vegas without it's That's Vegas all. without the free cocktails and the showgirls. Yeah, this is true. Well, uh, I don't know. You do have you do have one showgirl there on the. Uh, uh, well, that's a diff- that's a different story for a different time. Anyways, you're talking about Aaron Burnett, the, oh. the, money, the money honey, the money bunny. Yeah, there. But there I was look, I was listening listening to Ali Vershi Vershi uh, on MSNBC yesterday, and he's you know he's a stock guy and all that, and he was saying generally everything is up right now. It's just that time at this time of year, everything. It doesn't matter what you're holding, what your st- all the stocks are up right now. So, you know, enjoy it while you can. But people that know this stuff know that this is also going to drop like a... And again, it's going to take near impossibility for both of them to get up to their uh, their IPO. So, to which everybody... Yeah. Look, right now, you're, you're looking at selling short. You're looking at buying, maybe making a 60, 80 cents per share. You buy a lot of shares. <laughs> And uh, and we go from there. John, what else we got going on? Oh, let's see here. In the world of Uber, uh-huh. I think we got a few things here uh, yet we could probably uh, yap on about. Hold on. Let's see what we got here. Go away, Anderson. TV of tomorrow. We'll be seeing. Yeah, exactly. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Well, we've lost John now. We've we've lost his. Uh, he's gone off the air. So what I'm going to talk about right now, before we get back into anything else, is let's talk about what's going on tonight on Soundtrack Saturday. Tonight, it's the music of Bond, James Bond. That's 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific here on Radio TFI. It is the music of all. All the Bond movies, and just to get you, just to get you in the mood.
And there you go. That's the James Bond theme song. Right now, we are not on the air. This is, uh, we're continuing on for SoundCloud. John is having technical difficulties, so we're going to take a small break here and put ourselves on the air. And thanks, thanks for joining us. If you're listening to us live on Radio TFI, this is Ed Van S. John Shannon is having technical difficulties. We're, uh, we're looking to rejoin with him just momentarily. So we're going to continue on here. Uh, as we try to sort this out, we're going to play a little music for you. And uh, let's see what we have in, uh, ready from, from the Radio TFI Music Vault. It's, uh, it's an old favorite of ours from uh, Jim Croce. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. And we're back on the air, I believe. John Shannon, can you hear me, John Shannon? I can hear you. Are you live on uh, Radio TFI, too? We are are live on Radio TFI. This is fantastic. Um, You know, we were both live on Radio TFI. Well, just continue talking. Okay. Um, Anyways, where I left off at here, before we kind of, uh, before things started happening here a little bit, was that Uber joined the uh, joined the uh, farce, if you will, here, along with Lyft, saying that they are going to be forced to cease operations if the city Phoenix City Council passes a proposed tax increase on ride shares at uh, the city's airport, which is indeed Sky Harbor. Um, uh, a spokesman said if the Phoenix City Council approves the ground transportation fee structure currently recommended by PHX, Uber will be forced to cease operations at Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport effective in January 2020. So this is basically the same old game that Uber has played before and Lyft has gotten into it to actually Lyft led the way here at uh, Sky Harbor. But they, uh, 
oh man it's it's the same it's the same stuff it's the same either you play the game the way we want to play it or we're going to leave and this was the same issue if you remember we had that chat uh what was it uh was about three four weeks ago with that young lady um yes a couple of weeks ago yes 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 yeah and um you know here's the thing airports that's how they make their money. That is why they exist. They exist as they bring, um, they bring customers uh, out so they can, so the people, I don't need to be, to get too rudimentary here about the functions of an airport. Oh, please do. But, please. Oh, well, I mean, but it isn't just the money that they're making from the airlines who are docking their loading passengers. It's also from the parking. It's also from fees that are charged to various organizations that come in to work there, whether they be shuttles, whether they be taxis. It's it's nothing new at all for any airport to charge a fee for ground transportation. And Uber is just uh, Uber and Lyft. That's hey, they got to uh, uh, they got to join the party, or there's the other option. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. So. Um, that's the threat right now. So we'll see uh, what happens come uh, January. I really, really hope that uh, they uh, that they hold their ground there in Phoenix. But uh, I'm not holding my breath. Somebody will somebody will come away with a sack of money in this. You uh, wait and see. At least that's my uh, skeptical opinion, if you will. Also, uh, I want to mention. No, I just lost you. I lost your audio again, John. John, we lost your audio. Okay. Uh, oh, there you go. You're back. You're back. Well, I never, I never left. Well, anyway, stop. <laughs> well, your, your lips were moving. Well, that's all I can say. Anyway, so Soul Cab sent out a tweet uh, earlier in the week. Uh, there we go. Uh, apparently, Uber is, as he says, we're back to lower fares equal higher pay. Uber is slashing prices in New York City by 15%. 15% of nothing is, I, I, I mean, I, it's, it just strikes me as, I don't know how these guys keep, keep staying on the road. You're down to, you're, you're paying to work at this point. And if not, you're real close to it. Uh, yeah, you may bring some shekels in at the end of the week, but it's all got to go back out for car payments, maintenance, blah, 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 associated with the vehicle. Uber's making more, you're making less. Accept it. Move on. Dump the car. Give it up because you're paying through the nose for interest and yada, yada, yada. Walk away from the car. Your credit is screwed. If your credit's already screwed, walk away from the car. Give it back. Say, I can't, I can't pay it. Uh, that's it. You're done. Go find another job somewhere, someplace that they're going to pay you actual money. And they're not going to pr- expect you to provide all your tools, tools with no compensation. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it, it's getting to the point now where I think that the ones that are in Uber are the ones that are into it for the social contact, to be honest with you. I, maybe they don't necessarily need, need the money. You know, they got a decent job, but, you know, maybe – who knows? You know, maybe they couldn't get a dog to play with him unless they tied a bone around his neck. And I'm, uh, I'm talking about here in New York City. Remember, here in New yeah. York, you have to get the TLC tags, 
You have to be uh, have the heck license. You have to have the proper insurance. This ain't a social mm-hmm. thing up in this town. This is yeah. yeah but these people are still spending that money, uh, knowing knowing they're not making any money, but they're out there, out and about. They get to meet people. That's the, oh, uh, John. Oh, you. That may be happening in suburban Egan, Minnesota. It is not happening here in New York City. These people are not out here for the social aspect of it. I promise you that. Okay, well, you're uh, there firsthand, so the the money the money involved in getting up and running and staying running is uh, is more than just oh, this will be a cute way to go out and meet people. No, 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 no. That's that's not what's happening at all. And besides that, most people get creeped out by their drivers. They're not looking to go have drinks with them after after the fact. And, well, those uh, are the ones you hear from, though. You got to realize that there are some of them out there that it it does happen. In other parts of the country, yes. Not here in New York. I'm sure there's a few. Okay, I'll give you that much. But overall, mm-hmm. overall, no. They're, uh, no. Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. I am not living in New York City, nor do I plan on it. So uh, I'll have to, I will have to defer to your expertise on that one. You should, you should just... Put that on a recording and play it over and over because it happens with just about everything. Oh, we talk about. you are not going to get that damn lucky. Yeah. So anyway, moving moving up. Unless you've got any, you got any other Uber Lyft stuff to? Uh, now let's see what the hell we got here yet. Uh, because I got a story I want to talk about, but yeah, let me just have uh, one. Let's see what else we have. Um. Well, the, the legal system is starting to uh, to uh, pipe in now. Apparently, uh, a court in uh, a judge in uh, in California uh, says he's not quite ready to uh, declare that Uber drivers are uh, uh, not quite ready to compl- say that they are uh, dry- that they are uh, employees. Not quite so fast, in other words, is what he's saying. So uh, here now, you always hear the guys on the right um, talking about judges who overstep their boundaries and overset the the written law. Well, there, here's a here's a case now with uh, in in the uh, with Uber. You know, not quite so quick. So again, you wonder just how much uh, uh, how much uh, money has uh, changed hands in that situation. God, I'm skeptical when it comes to that. What's the matter? Oh, I, I I said yep, and and that was it. That's that was all it. I had on that. That's all I got. All right, we uh, we moving on. Yeah, let's let's go ahead. All right, I, there was a story that came out this week. Uh, you may have seen it in Aurora, Illinois. Coincidentally, the setting for Wayne's World, but that's neither here nor there. There was a uniformed police officer found passed out. In his unmarked patrol car, in the middle of a roadway, stinking, passed out, drunk. Oh, uh, I remember that story. No charges have been brought against George. him. No DUI charges. Uh, and and it is just this is the type of thing. Now let you or I get caught doing that. And I had a friend of mine years ago 
came out of a bar, was too drunk, climbed in the back seat of his car to go to sleep. He got a DUI because they claimed he had the keys with him. He had, he had also been, he was getting ready to enter the police academy. That blew that right out the window. Again, he's passed out mm. in the back seat, and that's happened to a lot of people. They don't drive, but they're just in the safety of their car. This guy is passed out in the middle of the road. And there's video of it, a, a body cam video, which I'm watching as I tell this story. Uh, he blew past the legal limit. I mean, you're passed out drunk in the middle of the roadway. The police chief of Aurora says, well, we, we're not doing anything because we can't rule out a, that it wasn't a medical condition. That's a bunch of baloney, okay? This is another situation. Look, it, it, we're not talking about a cop parked his car where he shouldn't have parked it. We're talking about an officer armed and on duty, drunk, passed out drunk, which will get you thrown in jail in a lot of places. Sit, just that, passed out drunk. Sitting in his car, his patrol car, owned by the city of Aurora, blocking a roadway. And we don't bring charges up against him? He doesn't go to jail? He doesn't lose his job and his pension? I mean, I managed to show up for work every day sober. Managed to do it for better part of my life. John, I believe you could probably say the same Billions of people. Yeah, man. Is he an alcoholic? Sure. Boo-hoo. Then he needs help. Granted, he needs help. Let's give him all the help we can. But in that case, t until he's straight, you take the gun away. You put it. No, you can't be. If I'm found passed out like that, I'm going to jail. There's no question about it. None whatsoever. I'm all for uh, officers, you know, sticking up for each other. I understand it's a fraternity and all that, but there comes a line anymore. We have proof of this. We have body cam footage. They had to break the windows of the car to get to him. He was unconscious, mm -hmm. dead to the world. And, uh, and it, it annoys me to no end. It annoys. Thank goodness he wasn't driving. Thank goodness he hadn't hurt anybody. I mean, there, there's the upside to all that. But I mean, come well, there, on. There's he, he wasn't driving at the time. I'm assuming he was at some point. Right, right. He had driven to get to that part, uh, that point where he was. Uh, how far was he? How, how far was he behind? Or was how long was he behind the wheel before he finally his body just took over and he passed out? Right. You're absolutely right. Uh, many, many questions. And again, things that would get you and I a suite at the Great Bar Hotel. Absolutely. Yeah, that is, I, I saw that story. I was, I, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. Um, I've had a situation, to, not to me, but I had a, a friend of mine who, uh, same thing, he had only been, been out for a night on the town. Uh, he, uh, uh, he crawled in the back of his car. Unfortunately, what he had done though was is that he, because it is Minnesota in January, he did have the car running, uh, you know, just to stay warm. Otherwise, he'd have woke up. Uh, he would have woke up like a popsicle. But he was in the back seat of the car, nowhere near the steering wheel, and he got a. And this was back in the time when 
the the pressure, uh, the penalties and whatnot for uh, drunk driving weren't quite as stiff, and it wasn't quite as big of an issue as it is uh, as it has been for the last twenty years. But uh, uh, all the same, yeah, he he got a ticket for it. All he was trying to do was just sober up and stay and and stay warm while he was doing it. So, so uh, there's no excuse for this, you know. Uh, it'd been no different. Uh, he broke the law in every way. And sorry for making this jump, but it's the same thing. He broke the law. What if he shot an unarmed suspect suspect for no particular reason? I'm sorry. The law is the law. And by the way, and, and, and a phrase that's been, that's been quite popular lately. And I re- replied to this, uh, this tweet like that. I said, you may have heard this lately. No one is above the law. Yeah, exactly. And that's our well, segue. There- and that's our segue into El Presidente. Oh, hey, how about that? Now you did that very well, sir. Thank you very much. I was thinking about it all week long. Now, <laughs> now I want to start with a tweet. This was from the Volatile Mermaid. You have to follow her on Twitter. She's quite. She's quite funny. Uh, her handle is at oh no she twittent. T W I T N T. So anyway, here's the discussion. Mitch McConnell says, "You don't have a single witness with direct knowledge of Trump's discussion with Ukraine." Chuck Schumer. Here are four. Mitch McConnell. Nice try. I said a single witness. Those guys are all married. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that was good. Thank you. It wasn't me. That was, that was volatile. Murder, no, I so. so, but it's not for, volatile mermaid. That was yeah. That was a good one. But it's not far from what they're actually trying to do here. They are look. They're attacking the process. But I didn't. I didn't watch the full news this morning. I saw a headline. Apparently, Trump's lawyers are trying to claim now since Nancy Nancy Pelosi hasn't transmitted the articles of impeachment he hasn't really been impeached he hasn't really been impeached so uh. so here we have it kids and kittens uh i agree with Nancy Pelosi only because Mitch McConnell has shown his hand and said we're we're not going to th- this is going nowhere i'm not i'm not impartial i'm very partial uh and look, we all know this is going to go down party lines in the Senate. But again, common sense. If if you've done nothing wrong, what's the problem with having witnesses? I'd be out there singing like a bird if I if it was me in that situation. I would say bring them in. Bring them. Yeah. But remember, also all these people were prevented from, you know, it, it, this is what the Republicans did. Oh, you didn't let us have witnesses. Well, we tried. You wouldn't bring them in. Now we want them. You still don't want to let them, you know. They they can't have it both ways. Look, the guy's guilty, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I watched the other night uh, about 45 minutes of this. And what's striking me throughout this whole, whole process the past few weeks, what's really striking me is how, 
I mean, the Republicans are entitled to their opinion without question. You're entitled to vote the way you choose to vote and how you see this. That being said, the language being used by them, the constant negative, the name-calling, the, you know, just... And, of course, it's obvious now to everybody they're just going after the process. Well, they should have done this, and they didn't do that, and why'd they do this? Look, just say, I don't agree with it, and move on, okay? You're not changing anybody's minds. Neither is uh, neither are the Democrats. Nobody's changing anybody's minds. Some mm-hmm. witnesses might. John Bolton getting up there. And well, that would be a game changer. Who was, who was actually part of it. You know, mm-hmm. you you want direct knowledge? Here, here's people. There's four people with direct knowledge. Let's bring them in and let them say, oh, no, uh, you know, the uh, El Presidente, he's okay. He did nothing. Let them do that because, because as we've all seen, lying to Congress has no consequences whatsoever. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ask Roger Stone about the consequences of lying to Congress. Ask Michael Cohen. Yeah. Ask uh, Michael Flynn. Ask them all. How many people surrounding El Presidente are in jail or about to go to jail? And uh, Well, you should have known that this was going to be, uh, if you didn't beforehand, just the way the deck is stacked in the Senate, when Mitch McConnell comes out and says, we are coordinating this with the White House, uh, yeah, well, you know, that it, it kind of looks that way right now. You know, you've, you got your, you've got your, uh, uh, your majority there. The Republicans are all marching in lockstep. And, and you know, the thing is, is it's kind of a catch 22 situation here. They want to stay in Trump's good graces for as long as they possibly can, because there is no other, you know, he's uh, the Republicans in most states have made it clear. We're not going to let no other candidate on the Republican side is going to be on the primary ballot. Uh, There are at least a couple of Republicans that I know of that are, that are trying to primary them, but they're the best they're going to do is a write in. Uh, Walsh is one of them that uh, that comes to mind. I think John Walsh, if I'm not mistaken, is his name. Uh, is it John or Joe? Love them in Joe. the Eagle. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I forget, but his last name is Walsh. Well, if it's Joe Walsh, and, I love his work with the Eagles. Yes, I, I do get it. I do okay. get it. But I don't know. His name might also be Joe, but I think it's John. Anyway. Not to be confused with the guy that uh, – was bringing uh, was on television that was bringing miss or fugitives uh, uh, to justice or what not or putting yeah. it is John Walsh okay so uh, yeah it, it it I don't know I thought it might have been a uh, a little bit of a third card put in there when uh, uh, Supreme uh, Court uh, Chief Justice uh, Roberts was going to be brought in here as well, I guess, kind of as a referee. Have you, uh, were you aware of that as well? Well, it's in the, it's in the constitution, the, uh, chief justice. Oh, so he has to be a part of this. He regardless. has to be a part of it. Yep. He, oh, he, I didn't he, he's the trial judge. Now, all it well, says is, 
all it says is that he's got to be part of it. It doesn't say, you know, what the parameters are. That's for that's for the Senate to come up with the the rules that mm-hmm. you've you've heard people talking about, and and of course, McConnell's just going to sit there and 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 be a turtle McMurtle and not not agree to anything because anything that would that would bring up uh, witnesses is uh, nunja good. Not a good for him. So in the in the House, in the impeachment vote, if you uh, weren't keeping score, we'll give you the final score. It was uh, 230 uh, yeas, 197 nays on the uh, abuse of power uh, and two, uh, 229 to 198 in the uh, obstruction of Congress. Uh, the only there were two Democrats that voted against. Uh, one of them with the, was this horse's ass that plans on uh, uh, joining the Republican Party. And from what I understand, the Republicans don't necessarily want him uh, uh, either. As uh, what the hell is his name? Now I had he's it from, here. He's from New Jersey. Oh, Van. Jeff, yeah, Jeff Van Drew. Right now he was at the White House the other day. Pledging his undying loyalty, his words, to Trump. Oh, was he kissing the ring? Oh, he kissed more than the ring, man. He was up there. <laughs> licking, he was up there looking taint. Oh, he was and, uh, having a little Vienna sausage. I see. Su- well, yeah, with the with the extra mushroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but oh, and the other. The other uh, uh, no vote uh, from the Democrats came right here from uh, Minnesota. Colin Peterson, the uh, he's a, uh, a representative from the southern part of of the state of Minnesota, and that's and I think part of that is is because uh, unfortunately he Trump won by like thirty uh, percent. Uh, uh, in that particular district in the 26, uh, 2016 election. So he, yeah, he's just doing what's politically expedient. I, and then there was, uh, then there was Tul- Tulsi, uh, what's her name? Tulsi Gabbard? Gabbard. Gabbard. Gabbard or Gabbard. She voted present. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what's interesting. So I leave Fort Lauderdale Thursday morning. I go through Florida. I go through Georgia. And I go through, now I'm driving through South Carolina, beautiful South Carolina. And there's billboards. And I see Tulsi 2020. I'm thinking, what the? And it's the only political billboard I see until about an hour and a half later when I see another one for her. She's got two billboards up in South Carolina. Now, obviously, South Carolina is a big primary state down the road, but I just I found it very interesting that this is where she's putting her money now. Uh, anyway, it was just it, it just stood out because she, it was the only political billboards that I saw for the 200 some odd miles that I was <laughs> that I was in <laughs> South Carolina and uh uh, oh, uh, and by the way, uh, if you want to uh, join in here in our little conversation, seven five four eight zero zero chat, 
754-800-2428. If you want to come and ring our bell here, if you want to uh, talk about this or we can always go back to, we can always go back to the big you if you uh, like. You're welcome to give us a call again. Uh, uh, come and ring our bell, my friends. We'd be happy to hear from you. Oh, and by the way, also, uh, uh, you can tweet us a response here at uh, at Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter. And hey, if you find a payphone, want to make a collect call, there you go. You can do that as well. We will accept the charges we this will. time. Don't make a habit of it, though. <laughs> They're just people that like to leech when it comes to that kind of stuff. And yes, yes. This is still a low-budget operation here, folks. No, 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 Jack, you you're, could, you're wrong. It's a no-budget operation. Well, <laughs> there you go. As can be told by about the first 15 minutes of this show. We spent all the money on the corporate headquarters. That's where it all went, the corporate headquarters. Are we running out of caviar? We're low. We're low. We're not oh, in bad okay. shape, but we're low. We've had I suppose I should keep my cats out of out of the refrigerator, no, no. huh? No, that's fine. That's plenty for the cats. Oh. Plenty okay. For the cats. Okay. What the hell else do we got going on here? Well, well we were talking well, about hold hold on. Hold on. Oh. I got I got something here that I want to read from uh Again, from Twitter. I don't know if I read this last week, but it's a, it's a meme, but it, it can easily be read. Here's a description of Trump. The billionaire who hides his tax returns. The genius who hides his college grades. The businessman who bankrupts casinos. The playboy who pays for sex. The philanthropist who defrauds a charity. The patriot who dodged the draft. And the innocent man who won't testify. I just found that interesting. Yeah. Totally. And uh, also, it's a, the, this is from Students for Democracy, at Lister underscore Lester. Uh, I can mock children. I have absolute right to share facts with Russia. I can change military justice. I can use my office for personal profit. I can take Moscow Mitch's power away. I can arrest doctors for trying to give flu vaccine to immigrant migrants in cage. I am the law. And, you know, that's, you know, look, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're looking for a dictator, well, look no further. Because we got yeah. one. We got one. You know. And, and the Trumpies are still marching in line. I mean, I tell you, I've, I've I uh, got to talk into another one. A guy I used to work with out in Vegas uh, a few years ago. And, uh, well, he's just he's just drinking that piss flavored Kool Aid, just like the rest of them. But you know who I think is finally done drinking the Kool Aid? Who that? A certain group of individuals known as evangelical Ooh, Christians. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You're going to help play it. You're going to play it, play it, play it. Oh, hold on here, jeez! I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. In the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, in an editorial. Uh, published Thursday by Christianity Today, a magazine founded by the late Reverend Billy Graham called for President Trump's removal from the office in the wake of his impeachment, deeming him grossly immoral. Praise him. People, 
Yeah, grossly immoral. The one that uh, this is the guy that they that the uh, old evangelicals just marched behind. Uh, you know, marched in lockstep behind him. Uh, in a quote, it says here. We have reserved judgment on Mr. Trump for years now. Some have crit criticized us for our reserve. But when it comes to condemning the behavior of another, patient charity must come first. To use an old cliche, it's time to call a spade a spade. Praise him! <laughs> to say that no matter how many hands Good we win in a little poker game, we are playing with a stacked deck of gross immortality and ethical incompetence. Say hallelujah! Say amen! Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, though, now, not to be, uh, not to completely throw him under the bus there, uh, Billy Graham's uh, son, Franklin, who is an ardent supporter of uh, President Trump, uh, says that he... Uh, supports the president because he defends the faith. I think I asked this last week. When's the last time you've seen this son of a bitch go to church? Praise him. I've seen him with Gilchrist. Uh, okay. Oh, you're going straight to hell for that one. <laughs> Gilchrist loves the way that Trump parties. He doesn't oh, agree with them. Yeah, but he loves the way he parties. <laughs> Gilchrist is of two minds when it comes to President Trump. Loves the way he parties. Not particularly fond of his politics. Loves the fact that he's a liar and a cheat. Doesn't particularly care for the way he, he treats the immigrants. Loves the fact that he goes out and pays for his women. Really loves the fact that he marries models. Praise him. <laughs> Well, I tell you, though, something, you know, the say what you will, the evangelicals are a huge, huge voting uh, block. And if they, if they turn on Trump, oh, buddy. The evangelicals are a bunch of hypocritical uh, boogeymen. I, I agree with you, but there's still, there's, a, you know, there's still the numbers. They have the numbers. Let's face it. You I know, don't. They, I, I don't disagree that it would turn things a little bit, but again, these they're hypocrites. While yeah. while they're, while while they're in in church praying all day Sunday, that's because it's a quiet place to go after being out all night Saturday and hooping and <laughs> hollering. I need a quiet place. So you know, look there there I'm, I I've I've said this before. I'll say it again. People are entitled to whatever faith they choose. And how it works for you is up to you. And I will defend your right to have that faith. I happen to view it a little differently for me personally. That's my personal thing. Your personal thing is your personal thing. That being said, if you're going to pretend to be or portend to be uh, following in the, in, in, in the footsteps of Jesus and do all this good and morality and blah, 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 how do you support a man? Who, and we could go down the list. There's no need to. We all know what the list is. How do you stand behind him and go, well, I guess he's not so bad. You know what it's not? Because he likes going after the colored folk and the immigrants and, he's, and the conservative judges he's going to put in. 
you know, and that's where we are right now. And by the way, we're all chipping in money to make sure that uh, RBG, the notorious Ruth Bader Ginsburg, stays healthy. I will donate limbs to keep that woman alive. We can't have... Uh, John, I can't hear you. Uh, well, John's, John's talking, but nothing's coming through, so we... Uh, we're going to continue on here. I I just... Uh, it just drives me batty, those folks like that. If you're true to who you are, and you believe, and, and, and you can... The, the man is... Uh, I, I don't know what to say anymore, and this would normally be where I would throw it over to John, but we can't hear John. John is... John is talking his little heart out there. John, check your move buttons on both your... Uh, I, I, yeah, how about that? How about that? Oh, well, I've been I've been having some issues with, uh, with coughing, and unfortunately, I either have to, in order to uh, um, take myself out and so you don't hear me hawking up a lung here, uh, I've had to actually hit the mute button, and well, I just I'd forgotten to unhit the mute button. Well, this is so big time professional go. radio. I mean, I do that during half the show. I mute. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, again, we uh, that's fine. You're back. Ed was, but you were doing a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous job with that. By the way, I want you to Thank know. You. Um, I guess what? I guess what? <laughs> you, you said the notorious. Uh, uh, Ruth Bader Yeah, the uh, I, I believe that that's a direct quote from Amy Klobuchar in uh, yeah in uh, Thursday's debate. As a matter of fact, no, no, that's been around for years, uh, for a while now. That's that's a play on a notorious uh, Biggie. It's one of the rappers, notorious. Oh, uh, yeah, and th this is just a play on that. It's been around for a while now. Notorious RBG. There's been memes mm -hmm. about it and. Uh, you know, God bless her. And like I said, I'm willing to donate a limb. I got a perfectly good heart that, believe me, I can, I've learned I can live without it. So. <laughs> yes, he has. Yes, he has. Oh, yes, he has. again, 754-800 chat, 754-800-2428 as we muddle along here on the taxi stand hour here on Radio TFI and on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, do you have anything else there in your uh, little pocket, sir? Oh, I got all sorts of things in my little pocket. Uh, I am not going to be happy as we stay on the Trumpster until Turtle McMurtle, Mitch McConnell, his, his, what's the word I'm looking for? His just F-U attitude. His, well, I'm the boss and it's going to go my way. Mitch McConnell could care less about what's good for the people of this country. He proved that eight years ago when Obama was elected. We're going to do everything we can to make sure he's a one-term president. They've done nothing but fight, fight, fight him. Uh, Merrick Garland, that's, that's the only two words you ever need to know about Mitch, Mitch McConnell. Merrick Garland never even got a hearing, let alone a vote, to be a Supreme Court justice. He wasn't going to have it. He made up all sorts of wacky excuses. Oh, we don't we we don't appoint Supreme Court judges in the last year of a president's term. 
baloney. Who, who, who made up that rule? Nobody. That's not a thing. Just because it hasn't happened before doesn't make it a rule. And, and Lindsey Graham, Miss Lindsey, I don't know what he has on you. He has got something on you. There, there must be movies, negatives, uh, cold draw, uh, charcoal drawings, something. He must have the dress you wore to your cotillion. I don't know. Whatever it is, Lindsay, it cannot be that bad. You well, you know as well as we all do, that this is what he's doing. The way he's taking this country is, is not good for anybody. I understand you want to get reelected and blah, 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 and you'd think, but Congress is not a career, as much as some of you guys like to believe that, that have been there 20, 30, 40 years. It's not a career. You cannot keep digging, digging, digging your heels in. We know it's more difficult to get rid of you once you get, once you're an incumbent, but good Lord, Miss Lindsay, you need to, you need to, to, Wake up. You know what's, what the right thing here to do is. You know that following him is is wrong. I, I, I mean, we watched you call him a kook back during the primaries in 16. A kook. That's a strong word for you, young lady. And we appreciated, you know, the strength of what you were saying. <laughs> and, and you've had nothing but, but uh, bad things to say about him. And now suddenly he becomes El Presidente, and you're, you're just all over him like it's. Uh, and I, I actually did like you, Miss Lindsay. Before all this, I mean, I wasn't big into politics, and I saw you and I heard you, and uh, you know, I said, "Oh, that doesn't seem like a bad." A little bit of sense. No, it didn't seem like a bad senator. And again, I wasn't yeah. into politics at all. We can thank Trump for that, but. Uh, Jeez. Uh, I wouldn't have these opinions, but uh, Miss Lindsay, please, 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 please look deep into your heart this holiday season. If the holidays mean anything to you at all, think about those children down at the border. Think about the people who are going to lose their, their uh, Medicaid. Think about all the little people that are being hurt here, not the millionaires and the billionaires who are doing just fine. Thanks to the tax breaks and whatnot. And we know you're one of those people. Look, we also know you're one of those people that showed up to Congress dead broke and uh, you're going to leave a millionaire. How many of them do that? You know, that's a money money making uh, deal there. So, yeah, exactly. I'll, one last thing before we go to break for the top of the hour or the bottom of the hour, depending on how you're looking. No, this is the top of the hour. As we end on hour two here, don't forget Kids and Kittens. It's uh, Soundtrack Saturday Night is back. Here on Radio TFI tonight, it's the music. It's the music of Bond, James Bond. That's all we're playing for right now. You can hear the rest of it tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, here on Radio TFI. You're such a tease. We'll see you at the top of the next hour, kids and kittens.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. About you, it'll be decorations of red on a green Christmas tree. It won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me. And when those blue, it's snowflakes, it start falling. That's when those ever blue in me memories it started calling. You'll be doing all right with your Christmas Baby, I'll, I'll miss you. <laughs> You'll be doing all right, right with your Christmas. But I'll have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. And John Shannon's still mute here on Radio TFI. Welcome back, kids and kittens. Uh, John, we can't hear you. I I fixed the problem. All right. Let's try it again. Problem? Well, first off, I started out with, that's all, folks. And secondly, I don't think there was a secondly. Anyways, welcome back to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on SoundCloud. Uh, from the Egan Command Center, where I don't think we're commanding anything other than the <laughs> mics that are walking around the floor here today. I think I'm John Shannon. And over there in Queens, New York, it is once again Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good Lord, man. Do we get another hour of this stuff? <laughs> See that? We give you nice toys to play with. <laughs> I was so, dude, I was so stoked about doing this I, I i couldn't wait couldn't wait and then we started out with this uh we started out with this guffaw where i uh, forgot to uh fix a setting and then come to find out we were both trying to broadcast on radio tfi at the same time uh yeah that was hella fun folks 
And it just, it did, it, it just kind of tripped me up for the whole day. Not that I needed an excuse or anything, but there, you know, as they say, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So there you go. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed oh, our, our, our little tribute to Christmas there with uh, Porky Pig and, and Blue yes. Person, his version. And we're going to play this under everything for the next hour. Our sleigh bells. We are? We it's are. Christmas. It's Christmas. Oh, my. It's Christmas. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost its wheel, a joker got away. Hey! <laughs> Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. So what do you think? You think it's about that time? Sure. Sure. I, I think, yeah, I think our, our listeners... Uh, waiting with bated breath at this uh, very moment. This momentous juncture. Here we go. Yeah, fire them. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine, a look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. Yeah, so it is about that time again, where we do here at the uh, at Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine, where we are indeed taking a look ahead into the past. Yay! Yeah. How about it? It didn't hurt that you said that more than thirty seconds beforehand, but you know. Hey, hey. <laughs> Anyways, so we are going to be looking at uh, events uh, uh, from. December 22nd on into, what did I say here about December 26th, I believe it was? 8th, 28th. No, 28th. Thank, thank you very much. Your turn. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. All right. Oh, thank you very much. So, yeah, pass the peanut butter and jelly. The peanut butter ah. and jelly sandwich really getting me through the night. Uh-huh. So, starting okay. off, December, starting off December 22nd, where in 1862, Connie Mack, the baseball player and manager, as I understand, as I think I remember, he was one of the only managers not to wear a uniform in the dugout. In, in, in the dugout, if I'm that is that is correct. He wore a suit, and he mm-hmm. managed he managed the Philadelphia A's for 50 years. Unbelievable. Anyways, he was born December 22nd of uh, 1862. Uh, he did leave this world in 1956, so wow, he was around for a while. Yeah. Uh, born on December 22nd of 1949, you do the math, Ray Guy. Uh, what was he a kicker? If I'm not mistaken, he was a kicker Raiders. with he was a kicker with the Oakland Raiders, and it was funny because when he was playing, it was prominent. Uh, I had a thing where I kept saying, my, I, I would say that about just about everybody. What a guy. What a guy. And then there was a headline one day after he made some kick in a game. What a guy. By the way, Connie <laughs> Mack, just to go back to Connie Mack briefly, his great-grandson, is a great-grandson or grandson, who uh, also goes by Connie Mack, 
is a state representative or uh, uh, down in Florida. Really? Really, yeah. Very big in politics down there. Hmm. In uh, 1990, of uh, uh, December 22nd, 1990, Lech Valesa is uh, elected mayor of, excuse me, elected president of Poland. That's right. Yeah. It's when we all learned so, the word solidarity. Yes, we did. How was it pronounced in Polish? They used to have it on the flag. Oh, I couldn't you tell you. Oh, I know how you I know how I know how my name is pronounced. How do you say? Edzu. Really? Rude. I had a friend of mine huh. who was Polish and uh that's what he called me, Edzu. Huh. So there. Okay. All right. Moving on to December 23rd. Sounds like a plan. Where in 19, yeah, in 1970, the North Tower of the World Trade Center was topped out at 1,368 feet, making it the tallest building in the world. Yes, sir. That was it for the 23rd. Moving on to the 24th, <laughs> where... <laughs> oh, man! Wait a minute, wait a minute. In all of recorded history, that's the only thing that happened on December 23rd. It's the only thing that caught my interest, let's put it that way. Oh, it's going to be like that, okay. Yes, indeed. Besides, you're the one that's uh, uh, saying, hey, this, uh, this, segment, uh, this segment lasted 45 minutes, we got no time for the picks. And I definitely want to get the picks in this week. Take your time. <laughs> Slow down, Felix. There's absolutely no rush to get the football. None whatsoever. Uh, December 24th, in 1851, the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. burned to the ground. Okay, I had I, nothing to do with it. Don't look at me. Oh, well, I, I, it's possible. It's possible. It's, it's, what year was that? Uh, 1851. I, I, I have an excuse. I have an alibi for that night. Oh, okay. My great-great-grandparents weren't born yet. How about that? There you go. <laughs> and in 1974, and you do the math, uh, Ryan Seacrest uh, was uh, born. God, I was, seven. I was 15. About to turn 16. And of course, nobody really... You know, I, I'd i never heard of him before, uh, before Idol. Nobody had. But apparently... No, I, apparently he... I, was he a disc jockey out in L.A. or something like that beforehand? No, he, I mean, he he had been doing some small stuff. Look, Idol propelled a lot of them. Paul Abdul was a has-been at that point. That's why they were able to get her. Mm. Simon Cowell was one of the producers of the show. That's why he was a judge. Now, uh -huh. Idol, Idol became the huge mega hit that it was. And that, remember, the first year of American Idol, it was Ryan Seacrest and Brian Dunkelman were the co-host. I never knew that about Dunkelman, huh? Who the hell is yeah, that? Exactly. And that's exactly what he'll tell you right now. Because he made the decision to leave after the first year. He thought he could do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, And there, and there you have it. And I've seen interviews with him where he freely admits it was the biggest mistake of his life. Well, okay, let's move on now to December 25th. Um, 
which is Christmas Day, and I guess I should I should mention that in uh, on December twenty fifth, uh, according to legend, Jesus Christ was born. But and that, uh, that is not that true. Who you believe? He was born in March. How do you know it was March? I know it was March. That's okay. no joke. It was March. Well, okay. This is what. Then why are we celebrating it so late? Well, it's funny you should ask. Or, or, you might say. <laughs> The, it is celebrated, if I remember correctly, and I, I will stand to be corrected if somebody would like to call in at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, email, blah, 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 collect call. My understanding is, is that the pagan ritual that we celebrate, known as Christmas, was moved to just after the winter solstice, or right at the winter solstice. This is... That's the winter solstice is December twenty first. That's when it becomes winter. Mm -hmm. And and somehow I, again I forget the reasoning, the justification for the twenty fifth, but that's what it fell on. Maybe it's because it was a, a week before New Year's. I don't know. But supposedly, the baby Jesus, if he existed at all, and remember, there's no, we don't know for sure if he existed at all. Oh come on, you have no faith. You, you're absolutely correct. Um, <laughs> no poopy diapers have shown up, you know, glowing magically. Uh, yes, there you go. But, uh, where was I? Yeah, but it's supposedly, if the child was born, he was born in, in March. It was a, a late winter, late, early spring birth. Mm. But we all <laughs> celebrate it as the 25th, just like, you know, look, it's the Hallmark card version of... Uh, of Christmas with, with snow on the roof and Santa Claus, a jolly fat man in a red suit. By the way, John, how's your red suit coming along? Uh, it's not working. So anyway, there's, there's my Christmas bit. Oh, okay. I've been waiting weeks by, for that. By the way, there is a story, if we get a chance to get to it, about Hallmark uh, and the Hallmark Channel. That uh, if, if we get a chance, we'll get to it real quick. Wunderbar. Uh, moving on with uh, December 25th, it was in 1907 that Cab Calloway was born. No kidding. Yeah, I'd heard of him, but the first time I'd seen him was none other than in the uh, Blues Brothers The Blues movie. Brothers, right, right. He was exposed oh, to an yeah. entire... Minnie the Moocher. Minnie the Moocher. That's the song he did. Was it Moocher or Mooch? Moocher. Minnie the Moocher. Oh, okay. Uh, uh... Cab Calloway did leave us in 1994. Sad to say, what if that was so. I loved his role in that movie, by the way. Uh, 1946, uh, W.C. Fields, my little chickadee, left this world. He was born in 1880. Dang. Uh, yeah, we actually got to see a few uh, uh, re old reruns of. Uh, W.C. Fields movies back at, back when I was a child. Yeah, we saw W.C. Fields. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm a little chickadee. Yeah, that's the only line I can ever remember they did. There was one. Uh, he entered a contest. First prize was uh, first prize was two weeks in Philadelphia. Second prize was one week. <laughs> yeah, the love-hate thing with Philadelphia. Jeez. 
Okay, on to uh, 1977, December 25th, 1977. Uh, I'm assuming this is going to be the first meeting uh, between uh, Menachem Begin and Anwar Sadat uh, trying to reach a peace settlement between Egypt and Israel. And you know who was instrumental in that? Well, you'd want to say uh, uh, Jimmy Carter had a big deal, uh, had a big portion That's exactly. of it. Exactly is that who you were yeah. Absolutely. And and who the hell said that, that Carter didn't uh, accomplish anything as president? Everybody. His problem was he didn't have time, really time to put into a re-election bid while he was trying to get people out of Iran. Good point. Good point. And Last you always... Least, okay, hold on. Ahead, I, I want, you always have to remember those hostages were released on Inauguration Day at about 12.30 mm-hmm. p.m. Eastern Time, 30 minutes after Reagan had been sworn in. There was no way they were going to release them under Carter's watch. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter could not say they were released while I was president. And that was the final shot to his gut. Yeah. One of the greatest men ever to walk this earth. I totally agree with you. Absolutely. And still, walk, and still walking this earth. Oldest living president, uh, oldest living ex-president. That's right. Oh, let's see. We do have one more for December 25th, and it was the death of Dean Martin, who was born in 1917. Everybody wants my body sometimes. Hell, you don't want your body sometimes. What the hell are you talking When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie at some day. That's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to December 26th. In 1919, Babe Ruth of the Boston Red Sox is sold to the New York Yankees by owner Harry Frazee, allegedly establishing the curse of the Bambino superstition. And now does it, do you know why he sold them? No, I don't. They, he needed to raise money uh, that he was putting into a Broadway show. Really? Yeah, I don't recall the name of the show, I, the, um, uh, but it's that's pretty well known. There's no secret there. That's not a hidden fact. That's why that's why he sold Ruth to the Yankees. Now Ruth was a left-handed hitter, was he not? Yes, he was very much so. So he wouldn't have gotten a chance to tattoo the monster like. Uh, no, like, uh, no, no. Could you imagine all the ding marks in the monster if he'd have stayed in oh, Boston? Please, please. <laughs> well, he finished his career in Boston with the Braves. I didn't know. With the Boston Braves. Oh, he Braves. did? Yeah. He went back after he was done with the Yankees. I think he played a year uh, for the Boston Braves. That was before they moved to Milwaukee. Okay. Oh, let's see. What else do we have here on the 26th? Steve Allen, a singer and song, singer, talk show host, and screenwriter, was born, again, you do the math, in 1921. One of the most singularly talented men ever to walk the planet. He was mm-hmm. a gifted musician. He authored, I don't know how many books, wrote a ton of songs, movies, screen, you name it. He was, you know, way ahead of his time and just in, imminently gifted. Uh, 
if I could have done one thing that he, of all the things he did well, I, he did all these things great. I'd be happy to do one or half of one that he could do. The, the man was a great, great talent. He was indeed. Oh, let's see who else do we, or what else do we have here? 1947, December 26, 1947, Carlton Fisk uh, was born. Really? Yes. That would make him it's, how old today? Jeez. He's 12 years old. Like ah, you know how old he is? How old is he? 72. 72 years. Oh, my God. Listen to that. How about that? How Very about good. that? He's with the Chicago White Sox. 72. Yep, exactly. Which was 27 backwards. He wore 27 for uh, the Red Sox. Red Sox, yes. yes. Yeah, okay. That's right. Okay, in 1972, and I actually remember this, uh, Harry S. Truman, the 33rd president of the United States, of the United States, the United States, uh, passed away. He was born in uh, 1884. Uh, 72 was the year I lost my father, and uh, I I remember it well. We had just moved up here to up here to Minnesota from Kansas City and down in Missouri, Kansas City area, it was a huge deal. If you don't know, uh, uh, Truman was was Missouri politics uh, through and through, definitely. I don't recall that. I, obviously, I was alive when it happened, but I, I, I have absolutely no... I was 72, was it? Uh, I, yes. I was 13, so... Uh, I, I have actually no no memory of it. Well, I was I was only nine at the time, but you know, having to uh, understanding that uh, Truman, like I said, he was revered uh, in uh, Missouri, in Kansas City, and whatnot. I right. Mean, right. I, I'm sure it was yeah. big. I'm sure it was big news in New York, where I was a kid, but certainly not what it would have been in the Midwest, particularly Missouri. Right. Right. 1974, uh, we lost Jack Benny. His uh, his bio here: comedian, vaudevillain actor, and violinist. That's right. Supposedly he was a very good violinist, although he never mm -hmm. played in public. Mugger comes up to him, says, "Your money or your life." Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> By the way, Jack Benny was born in 1894. Okay, also someone who left us in on December 26th of uh, 2006, uh, President Gerald Ford, the 38th President of the United States, who was born back in 1913. He was also on the uh, commission for the, uh, what's the... Uh that did the Kennedy investigation. I can't remember the name of the... Uh, I want to say the Knapp Commission, but that's not it. Uh, mm. Warren? The Warren Commission. He was part of that. He was a senator. Boy, Isn't that amazing how I pulled that out of my hat, huh? That, that's shocking, to be quite honest. Yeah. Now, would you believe I have absolutely nada for the 27th? The world slept on December 27th. Every year. I yeah, it the world slept. It, oh. It's take a nap day. Nothing's happening that day. So everybody go home early day. That's it exactly. Everybody go home. We we got a nothing for you here. 
Uh, but we do have a little something, something for the 28th. Well, let's go with the 28th then. Let's go with the 28th here. We're uh, on, uh, in 1950, excuse me, 1856, uh, Woodrow Wilson, historian and politician, also happened to be the 28th president of the United States. And he was also a Nobel, a Nobel Prize laureate. Uh, he left this world in 1956 on December 28th. By the, by the way, uh, oh boy, I got that turned around. He was born 1856. My bad. I knew I couldn't get through this whole damn routine no. without some major gaffe. There what? it is. So, yeah, 1856. What? Wilson was born. He passed away in 1924. We are very heavy presidential today, aren't we? Yes, we are, really. And oh. uh, last but not least, on uh, December 28th of 1954, Denzel Washington was born. You don't and say. And that's all. Yeah, I, I do say. That's all we got, folks. Wait a minute. That's all you got? That is all I got. And I, I'm shocked, appalled, and just a little bit annoyed that uh, you came up with nothing for uh, December 27th. <laughs> keep digging, keep, keep digging, keep digging. You know I'm looking right now. I know you are. I'm you watching. know I'm looking. You can watch I me. I'm watching you feverishly typing away on that, uh, comp- on that uh, keyboard that's broken. I'm going to find something here for December 27th. Ah, 1968. Uh, yeah. In 1968, uh, Apollo 8 splashed down the Pacific Ocean, ending the first orbital manned mission to Mars. Let's uh, see. Come on, that's interesting. Uh, who was born? Uh, who was born? Da, 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 da. Let's see. Somebody we might know. Uh, there must be somebody here. Uh, he said, Sidney Greenstreet, famous actor, born in 1879. Who's looking? <laughs> Uh, there's going to be more. There's Don't got my, more. Ice cube, my ice cube, for Christ's sake. Oh, God. Oh, come on. Even you can do better than that. Uh, John Amos from uh, Good Times, born in 1939, December 27th. You remember him? Played the dad. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the sad part about it is, is that when I went by that one, I was looking, I was saying to myself, you know, I, I see Ed back there yawning through this stuff. So I actually was trying to truncate it a little bit here, but I, knowing what I know now, I would I would have included John Amos, Cokie Roberts, who died this year, Roy White, great ball player with the Yankees back in the '60s and '70s. Uh, let's see, do do do. I love that music. Jeez, uh, it well, is. Well, I love of... the music that's going to be coming up shortly afterwards here. So. I don't know what you I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Savannah Guthrie from the Today Ooh. Show. Savannah Guthrie, I love her. She was Never born in 19 <laughs> Born in 1971. And just very quickly, let's see who might have died on this day. Uh very quickly. Were you talking Ashley. about the 27th here or the 28th? Oh, the 27th. Hoagie Carmichael died oh. in 1981. Oh, okay. Now that one I remember. See? Harry Carey Jr. 
2012. Uh, he didn't commit Harry Carey, did he? No, he did not commit Harry Carey. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. And uh, Carrie Fisher, three years ago, 2016. That's not way back enough. That's in the past. <laughs> By the way, December 27th is also the third of the 12 days of Christmas. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. I have no clue. Four crawling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Okay, Ed, you're stalling. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. You're stalling. Yep. That will do it for Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine for this week. Stay tuned next week at about this time for more fun hijinks as we take a look ahead into the past. Yay. Yay, good for you. I don't think we need to go any further. I think we're good. Let's talk. You're, let's ready, talk to, you're ready to end the show now. <laughs> don't forget, kids and kittens, uh, Soundtrack Saturday is back tonight with the music of Bond, James Bond. See how long I can drag this out. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll get to it. Oh, you son of a bitch! You turn that off right now. Son of a bitch. Still with me? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm actually surprise, looking. Surprise, surprise. I'm truly looking for my script. <laughs> I truly am. Oh, you're happy with yourself, aren't you? Oh, I'm. I couldn't be happier if I were twins. <laughs> I found my script. Good for you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> let me let me give you a little bit of uh, before we actually start the theme let me give you just a little bit of uh of uh back uh, background here last week when we last spoke uh mr ed van ness was doing the literal happy dance he had finally after what is it now 15 weeks of uh of playing this game has finally caught up to me. We finally were even Steven here. And what happens? Well, last week's games happened. So you can take it from there, sir. <sighs> Music to my ears. I'm getting there, don't worry. <laughs> it's time for John and Ed versus the spread. 
your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, I'm a piss poor winner, Shannon and I, will each choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. <sighs> each of us will be able to swap out one game each week for any reason, as long as it is done before the live show ends. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. You're so well read, sir. I, it was very nicely done. Because very nicely my, done. Due to my travels this week, I'm not, I'm not caught up on uh, all my data from last week. But we do here, have, I, I got it no, right no, in no, front no. of me. No, I'm talking about for me personally, for my personal stuff. Oh, okay. So, I'm sorry. So we'll be caught up for next week. So, we went... Oh, I'm looking at the wrong week. This week, we did a flip-flop. This week, I uh, I was able to correctly pick the Seattle-Carolina game, and John did something. Anyway. <laughs> John went 3-0. and I went 1-2. and That leaves us... Leaves me two games behind. I'm at 27-21. and John is at 29-19. and Remember, folks, next week is our big season finale where we pick all 16 games. So this is not over by a long shot. Not by a long shot. Mr. <laughs> Shannon. Mr. Shannon. Is there... Let's start. What is your first pick? My first pick has the Green Bay Packers going into U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis to face the Vikings, where the Vikings are a four-and-a-half favorite, four-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, you would think, being the homer that I am, I would take the Vikings. I don't know. I think that's if, if the Vikings are going to win, I think that spreads too high. I am going to go with the Packers giving up four and a half. Or, excuse me, getting four and a half. My bad. Wow. You're actually playing this like a real person as opposed to just picking your favorite teams. Mm-hmm. You actually put some thought into that. I did. I, I, I toiled with it for quite a while. I am shocked. I'm vaguely impressed, but shocked nonetheless. Uh, Denver visit. I'm sorry. Detroit visits Denver, getting six and a half points. And that's your Motor City Kitties. I'm going with them. John? So you're going with Detroit uh, getting six points, six and a half or six? Uh, uh, Six-ish. Six, six and a half. I'm getting, I'm getting six and a half points in Denver in the uh, oxygen-depraved Mile High Stadium. There you go. Who you want? All right. Who we go? Who we going with here next? We going with the Kansas City Chiefs. They're There's traveling to. They're traveling to Chicago to face the Bears. The Chiefs are a four-point favorite. I am taking the Chiefs, uh, getting or giving away. Excuse me, four points, Mister Ed. Please don't call me that. For for <laughs> some reason. 
What's that? Had to get it in once. No, it's we don't appreciate that. It's not I'm clever. Sorry. It's not clever. It's old. I've been hearing it my whole life. You can do better. Even you can do better than that. There you are. <laughs> I've got you up on a monitor on one side. My camera's on the other side. Anyway, Oakland visits the L.A. Chargers. The Raiders, the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders, are, uh, are road dogs getting, once again, six and a half points. Oh, actually, there's a theme here this week. I just realized that uh, everybody I'm taking is getting six and a half points. So... I'm taking the Raiders over the Chargers and getting six and a half points. John? That actually might be a pretty good play, I think. Last but not least, the Miami Dolphins are hosting uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, but I don't want to pick that game. So we're going to go to <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> you psyched we're going me to out. Seattle. You psyched me out. See, see, kids and kittens, I've got this all on a spreadsheet. So as John starts with his picks, I copy and I and I paste it into a different place so we keep track of it. And I was already copying and pasting the Cincinnati-Miami game, and he just threw me threw me a curve. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Oh, and anyways, back to Seattle where the Seahawks are a 10-point favorite over the Arizona Cardinals. I like that. Seattle's playing good ball. Uh, I'm taking the Seahawks, giving away 10 points against them. Wow. Formerly, formerly Chicago, formerly St. Louis, currently Arizona Cardinals. Good point for good point. Uh, knowing about the Chicago Cardinals, too. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Finally, uh, going to a place, for me as a Dolphin fan, is a dark, dark place. Buffalo at New England. I'd like to see the earth open up and swallow both of them whole. That being said, Buffalo's got a lot to play for. And I like them. I'm Again, six and a half points. I'm picking three road dogs, all getting six and a half points. I didn't actually plan it that way, but that's just how it, uh, how it turned out. So, to review... Mr. Shannon has uh, has taken Green Bay over his Vikings. I am just shocked. Getting four and a half points. I really, really am shocked at that. I, I'm impressed, but I'm shocked nonetheless. Uh, he goes back to form with his Kansas City chefs giving up four points going into Soldier Field in Chicago. And finally ends up with... Uh, There's a, a little bit of a ballsy move, if you ask me. Uh, Seattle at home giving up 10 points against Arizona. I mean, it's not unfathomable for the for the for the Seahawks to win by two or three touchdowns at home, but still, 10 points is 10 points, and that's you know Arizona can surprise you. They suck, they suck, but you know, they can surprise you. Meanwhile, over on on the good side of the board, where the sun shines. See, you couldn't do that with your old microphone. John just did a headbutt into his microphone. He couldn't do that before. Your old Uncle Ed Your old Uncle Ed is taking Denver over Detroit. I'm sorry, Detroit over Denver. Oakland over LA. Buffalo over New England. Those are all the road teams. They're all getting six and a half points. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, that concludes. Oh, where was I? Oh, yeah. 
uh john and ed versus the spread for this week next week don't forget it's our big regular season finale where we pick every game so nothing matters unless he blows me out this week there's still there's no telling how this could wind up the sippy there's cup hope. The we sippy can cup, rebuild him <laughs> rebuild that's absolutely well you're funny today too that's not that's not usually you but good for you good for you cut it out but good for you <laughs> so where was i oh yeah so join us next week when we'll have the results of this week when i pummel pummel mr shannon and then we go into the big 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 right i still Still loves fantasizing. Eh? Well, what can I say? Uh, oh, and by the way, you forgot to tell him if you're planning to use our picks to go to your local uh, sports book, which to me is as close as uh, Northern Iowa, uh, and you're using our picks, well, you're just about as stupid as you are driving into Iowa to begin with. That does it for us here for this particular segment. Well, thanks for wrapping it up for me, kiddo. You're welcome. <laughs> I was going to say all that, but, you know, that's it. For you John had and... no clue about Iowa. No clue. Well, no, not Iowa. I, I got to admit there that. There you go. I got to admit. So so that's... That I had to throw week. Iowa in there. I'm... You did a fine job this week, sir. You, uh, you're, you deserve everything that happens to you. I mean, uh... And I have, I have, I have a lovely cousin in Iowa. I love her to death. I still hate Iowa. So. Okay. I've only been to Iowa one time. I bought gas in Des Moines, but, you know, it is what it is. And got the hell out of Dodge. Actually, I was very surprised. I stopped. It was about 8.15 in the morning. And I was surprised how little traffic there was for morning rush hour in Des Moines. Oh, no. You know, so it is. that was 25 years ago. Well, they have Uber now in uh, in uh, Des Moines, so traffic is doubled there now. So, so that takes care of all of that. I want to talk about something that people will say. Well, so while I was in South Florida, I decided to do something to pick up my only vice left in the world. John, what's my only vice left? It would be Diet Mountain Swill. I mean, that, do. Is, that is absolutely correct, sir. Now, up here in the New York metropolitan area, I cannot purchase it in the format I like, which is they sell eight packs of 12-ounce bottles mm. and six packs of 16.9-ounce bottles, which John often sees me consuming here. Well, By the dozen? Well, not by the dozen. I mean, for goodness sake, let's not go crazy. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, by 10, but not quite a dozen. So anyway, so while I was in South Florida, I did some shopping. And uh, I was able to get my 16.9 ounces for $3.48 a six-pack, which is a fair deal. And I bought about 12 of those. And then I got my little bottles. Uh, I, I originally had about 12 of those and I got them for the same 348. I figured, well, I'm going to have the truck. I, I can bring this stuff up. So I have it. I stopped in 
North Carolina for the night the other night. I, I had to run into a Walmart for something else. And lo and behold, there were my uh, 12-ounce bottles for two fifty an 8-pack. Well, your boy bought eight cases, three cases of that. So I got a whole bunch of Diet Mountain Dew sitting in the back of the truck right now, which as soon as we're done here, gets unloaded. <laughs> yeah, I what, figured what, what he didn't tell you. What he didn't tell you, folks, is he got himself a nice big box truck. And when it came down to all the, per when he got done purchasing all this Diet Mountain Dew, he had room in there for a bed and a couple of chairs. Everything else was packed to the ceiling with Diet Mountain Dew. You've seen the truck. I have. <laughs> Let's talk. You mentioned mattress. Let's talk about mattress. Okay. Yeah. God, I have a queen size mattress. I love my mattress. It's been sitting in storage now for quite a while. Since last January. Well, I've had to move that a, a couple of times now. One, two, three. Four. It always takes me about an hour, hour and a half, two hours to move. Because I'm doing it by myself, and a queen-size mattress does not behave. It does nothing but want to bend and fold. Mm -hmm. I actually purchased a mattress box to make it at least a little firmer, to make it – it still took forever. The box is now disintegrated. Uh, <laughs> it took me an hour and a half to get it onto the truck the other day, and uh, – I have one of my brothers coming to help me tomorrow. I was going to unload today, but we're going to do it tomorrow uh, simply for the mattress. That's all I really need help with is the, everything else I can do myself. This damn mattress, though. Uh, I, I And actually, I tried putting in the, the box was two pieces. One part I just trashed. But the bottom part, I thought, okay, I've got two mirrors. Let me put the mirrors in either side of the mattress and that'll firm it up. Well, I didn't account for the weight of the glass. I couldn't move it at all. Oh, Jesus. So, <laughs> so my, uh, hopefully I'll get some help tomorrow morning and, uh, and all that. But the move went fairly smoothly. You know, it, uh, again, other than the mattress, it took me, it didn't take me long to load up. I had to get everything out of a six by 10 locker. Uh, you know, once you get it outside, it's just wheeling it up the ramp. Uh, a couple of significant pieces of furniture, especially my two dressers. Uh, other than the the two dressers and the and the mattress, everything else I I could just carry into the truck. That's how you know. Mm -hmm. I've got a, a small dining room set which I had taken the table apart, the legs. It's a high top. Uh, so mm -hmm. high top chairs and a nice, you know, it's a nice set. I like it. And uh, I'm happy to have it. Hopefully I'm going to move in the spring and get a place where I can actually use it. But, uh, yeah. Good. Here's what I'm afraid of. I don't want to bring anything in here because I may not be able to get it out. Yeah. In other words, if I bring the table in and I put it all back together, there's no way the way that it's set up here, I can't get it out the door. So I'm not bringing anything in. That's why it's all going in storage for the next couple months. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it was a, you know, it was a decent week. I'm exhausted. Uh, today, I'll after the show, I'm going out. I have to go grocery shopping because there was nothing here. I was lamenting to John about that pre-show. Uh, I had nothing to eat, and I didn't, I didn't buy anything. Yeah, he had Rick Ritz crackers for Ritz breakfast crackers. this morning. 
Well, I had a couple scrambled eggs. Champions. Hey, it's it's getting me through the show. You know, only thirteen more minutes before I collapse. You're doing well, sir. You're doing Thank very you. well. Thank you very much. What else is going on there, young man? Oh, what else is going on here? Hey, I got a couple of uh, stories that uh, caught my eye. First off, just I don't want to get too, because this is kind of our uh, our little bit more lighthearted sex, uh, segment, if you will, of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on SoundCloud. But I can't help but make mention uh, about the uh, Hallmark Channel and how they uh, uh, how they kind of uh, oh let's say uh, caused a little bit of a stir and and Hallmark does not like uh, controversy whatsoever. They're all about keeping things uh, warm and fuzzy. Well, apparently uh, they had a uh, had some ads running for a. Uh, I think it's a place that helps with mar- with uh, marriages, if I'm not mistaken. And this uh, and this place uh, apparent or this particular outfit did a commercial featuring a lesbian couple uh, featuring their wedding. And apparently, uh, uh, apparently, the at the end of it, there was a you know the the couple kissed. And this, uh, there was this conservative group, this conservative moms group or whatever, that got their tatas in a ringer and uh, and and uh, threatened to boycott Hallmark and you know this and that and how could you do this? And uh, so Hallmark, uh, they pulled the ads on the, on their uh, channel. Now, uh, only maybe fifteen people noticed this because I can't imagine a lot of people actually watch this the stuff that comes from the Hallmark Channel. But hey, it's it's light and airy TV. Everything is totally predictable, uh, if you will. But uh, so uh, uh, the blowback they got from pulling the ad actually got a lot more uh, was a lot more serious than the than the handful of conservative moms who raised hell. So um, in the end, uh, love won, if you will, and uh, and Hallmark announced that they were going to uh, uh, re or, or start placing the ads back, and everything's all happy, good, and fine. But uh, you would think a place like Hallmark wouldn't have even considered doing something like that because they are uh, probably one of the most inclusive outfits. Uh, you you can find so it surprised me when they pulled them to begin with but i'm glad that's all back to normal they're inclusive because because it's good business well well yeah it is they're very much on on do whatever it is you want to do as long as we don't have to see it yeah and by the way by the way i got a little rant i want to go on here that it's been sitting with me for months and months and months uh oh this is so, going to stink when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, get the address for the cards and letters ready because it's uh, it's going to be one of those. Okay. So I watch TV. I watch commercials. Everything's fine. Everybody's happy in a TV commercial. Eh, good for them. Here's what I'm seeing. What I believe is too much lately. I believe they've tipped the scales now. Now, before I get started... I don't give a rat's behind who you marry, who you have kids with. I don't care. 
I don't care if they're black, white, you're blue. doesn't matter to me. People get together because they get together. I don't care. I'm not, I think it's fabulous uh, and all that. That being said, it seems like 90% of the TV commercials these days, every family is a, is a racially mixed family. And again, in and of itself, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm all for, even from the production side of it, hire the best actor for the job. Okay? It doesn't matter to me if their skin tones match or anything like that. I don't care. I really don't care. But I just feel like now it's being pushed hard. It's not bad that it's there. It just seems like they're pushing hard. It seems like every other spot I see, it's it, 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 it's all mixed. And again, it's good. That's good. But like everything else, it's it's all about moderation. You know, if they're the best actors for the job, that's fine. Then, then do that. I don't, I don't care what the mix is. It, it really doesn't matter to me. And I know that there's, in, in real life, there's a lot of uh, mixed couples out there, if you will, uh, you know, of different cultures and different nationalities and different appearances. And again, fine. It's, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I've, uh, I've done the world tour myself, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, wink. Uh, I was, I had a little United Nations things going for a while, but collected as many countries as I could <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> John is just shaking his head, wondering where he's going to find a new co-host after this. <laughs> but again, it's, it's not bad and I, I don't hate it. I just wonder, it just feels like it's, oh, look, we didn't, we didn't pay any attention to this for a million years. Now we're just going to push it all out, push it out. It just seems like it's a little overdone lately. That's all. That's all. Tapping out yet? I yeah, I think pretty much. Oh wait a minute. Uh, I I think I hear pitches, pitchforks, and uh, torches at my door. Uh, I'll tell you. First off, with commercials, I I so tune out commercials. It's not it's not even funny. Cop now out. part of that is because I'm usually I'm usually here with uh, Granny Annie or somebody else in the house that cop you out. know when it comes what's that you're a cop out you're copping out I'm not copping out oh Ed I can't I have an I can't have an opinion on this because I don't actually watch commercials you're full of it I, you know I, no 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 I'm not no I, just let me finish please why why start a trend <laughs> Um, the fact of the matter is, is that this, this actually, uh, made, uh, uh, made somebody that he, we knew, uh, actually it's my stepson's, uh, my stepson's ex-girlfriend. I said this to her and she got mad, but when I'm watching TV, uh, anymore, really, I just, I do not pay attention when it comes to race. I have com completely blanked it out of my mind to because i am Maloney. i am no i honest to god man I, I i tell you this i just i do not notice race anymore i i can't say i've always been that way but i i just don't notice it and i i'm sorry but it might sound a a little off and like i said uh this person this ex this ex of my uh stepson's 
I, I mentioned that and she got pissed off and she said, uh, you should notice race. Well, I'm sorry. I don't. I, I don't I believe really you don't. either. Honestly, I, I don't. Well, you'll have to, we'll have to just leave it at that, sir. I, I, that's, I believe you are just uh, taking the, the safest, safest stance. No. Because I said something that I wouldn't say it was controversial, but it's an opinion. It's an opinion people would take wrong, and again, it's it's just something that I've noticed. It's an observation more than an mm. opinion. And again, no. not not upset with it happening. It just seems like too much of it lately is is forced. It, it, everybody, everything. I you know, again. So are you going to are when are you going to feel that same way when? When you start seeing more uh, more gays and lesbians uh, uh, on commercials, it's starting it's starting to happen now. It is, and, and a representation, a, a, a proportional amount is fine. Okay, but if it's going to be more and more, it's kind of like the with the with the mixed race. It's going to be more. It's going to happen more and more as time progresses. More is good, but I don't want to see it overdone to the point that it. It, it, it just nullifies everything and people get sick of it and people mm -hmm. go, Oh, now they're just making up for lost time, which is basically what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't, it, uh, it has no effect on me on the product being, being sold because you know, whatever, mm -hmm. it's just something I've noticed. And I just, I just want them to tap the brakes a little bit and for their own good, for the, for the advertiser's own good. Yes. Everybody wants to be uh, awoke and, uh, and we're this, we're that, and we're blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay? Mm -hmm. People are people. People love who they love. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. feels like it's been suddenly uh, the, 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 the plug was pulled on the drain and everything's, you know, years and years of it being ignored are now flooding over us. That's all. Yeah. Uh, let's lighten things up just just a wee bit. Uh, Let's talk about tonight. Well, before we do, just 30 seconds, I want to congratulate Mariah Carey, whose song uh, uh, from 25 years ago, All I Want for Christmas Is You, finally hit number one on the uh, Billboard uh, on the Billboard charts, oh, 25 no years after its release. No Congratulations, Mariah Carey. I think that that's a, I'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to holiday music. I still love Bing Crosby's White Christmas and uh, all that other stuff. Uh, but I think that it's a beautiful song. And uh, congratulations, Mariah Carey. But before we go, remember, remember, they were all new songs at one point, too. I haven't heard the song yet this year. I love it when it's in my ear. Uh, because it's a fabulous song tonight. Uh, soundtrack Saturday, the music of Bond, James Bond. Bond, James Bond. That's gonna do it for this week on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. There is no rest, rest for the wicked. We'll see you again next week. Until then, have a Merry Christmas. And uh, enjoy your time with your families, folks. Adios. See ya! <laughs>